Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. Hope you're having a great morning. Thank you so much for listening. I recently took the kiddo to the toy store uh, last weekend. It's called Terra Toys here in Austin. And when I got there, I was really dragging, very tired. Uh, I had just stayed up too late Friday night, got up too early Saturday morning combination. And as soon as I walked in, I smelled coffee. (laughs) And it was like an oasis in the desert. I find coffee in the most unlikely places sometimes. It was just a little section off to the side of the toy store. And it's a full-on coffee shop. You know, there were people playing chess. Uh, There was original artwork hanging on the wall. It was the real deal. So I get up to the counter and I ordered a house coffee because, you know, it's three in the afternoon and I wasn't looking to get all hopped up on espresso. And the barista tells me in this authoritative voice that uh, we do not serve drip coffee. I can make you an Americano or an espresso. So I opted for the Americano. You know, it's a little bit less potent than the uh straight up espresso at least that was my thought what I got back was basically an eight ounce espresso shot I mean I'm not complaining you know it was strong packed a punch but I've never heard or seen an Americana that was that potent usually you get one shot of espresso with six ounces of hot water mixed in this was basically the reverse. It was 75% espresso with two ounces of water. I mean, I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I, I was getting premium coffee in a toy store. So, you know, can I really complain about that? I mean, sure, I think I can. I'm a coffee snob. To be fair though, I do have to grade this one on a curve. I, I think it's there for emergencies. But uh, next time, I'll probably brew some at home and just take a to-go cup with me. I did get some listener mail this week. I, uh, I love that. Gloria sent me an article, a great article, and it's called Not Everyone Has an Internal Monologue. Or, no, I'm sorry. Today, I learned that not everyone has an internal monologue, and it has ruined my day. Great title. <laughs> when, when I just saw the headline, even before reading it, I thought, not everybody has an internal monologue. You know, I, I really, I thought everybody had that. It was, I thought that just came standard out of the box with, uh, you know, with our brain. It was just a default setting that's turned on. But apparently, not everyone does. He describes that voice as like uh, concept maps for making decisions and that resonates with me sometimes I will mull over a decision and I'm having a full-on conversation in my head uh, not out loud because I don't want other people to know how crazy I am but uh, I mean sometimes it's good right when you're trying to decide on something you know my mind is just working through the mechanics of what's the best option and what's the best way to do it but other times I just want it to stop I, uh, I think that people that don't have that inner voice constantly going have learned where the off button is for overthinking. 
it seems from the author's Instagram poll, I know, very scientific, but uh, most people do experience the internal monologue. Uh, but there is a significant number of those that do not. Um, the author goes on to say, he's kind of funny about it, uh, he even starts to question his own sanity, which I can, uh, I can relate to that sentiment, and uh, I don't think he's crazy. Um, however, overthinking can drive you crazy. I like what uh, Robert, Robin Sharma said about thoughts and overthinking. He says, the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. One of my favorite comments on this uh, blog is that uh, we we all either learn to live with ourselves or go mad. <laughs> so hopefully uh, you're one of the first groups and not going mad. I'll post an article to this so that uh, you can check out this this uh, this blog. It's by uh, it's by Ryan Langdon. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff here on this blog. I may have to dig in a little deeper. But if you would like to send me some a good old fashioned email, you can uh, hit me up at the coffee buzz podcast at gmail.com. I did find another interesting article this week called the power of humble narcissism. At first I kind of thought that was an oxymoron, like uh, my strongest weakness or a deafening silence. This article though makes the argument that the two qualities go hand in hand. Narcissists believe they're special and superior, and humble people know that they are fallible. It's all about having grand ambitions, but you don't feel entitled to them. I, I think a little narcissism is good. It gives you the confidence to believe that you can do something great. A classic example is Steve Jobs. You know, I, I think if he didn't have that bit of narcissism... I, uh, I probably wouldn't have this uh, little magic box in my pocket right now. It's fairly common for narcissists to rise in a business very quickly or you know get elected to public office. But the downside is they tend to be overconfident and they're prone to dismissing criticism or they love to be flattered. But if one is able to add humility into that mix, it can kind of keep those flaws in check. It helps you to remember that you're human. And one way of doing this is admitting flaws. The article tells the story of a guy, Rufus Griscom. He founded a parenting blog, Babel, and during a TED Talk, he said, here are the three reasons you should not invest in my company. And then he walked away with like $3.0 in funding that year. Two years later, he pitched Babel to Disney and he gained and he gave five more reasons why they shouldn't invest. And they bought the rights for $40 million. By being totally honest about the downsides of his ideas, he made the upsides more credible. This also made it tougher for the investors to come up with their own objections. I think it's a psychological trick, but it could work if done right. This reminds me of the old adage, if you want someone to do something, make them think it's their idea. Old Rufus here had his potential investors proposing solutions to the problems that he pointed out. 
we actually seem more credible and trustworthy if we have humility and acknowledge limitation. Then what happens is other people begin to see the potential of our ideas. This is an interesting statistic. 30% of people are the most interested in hiring candidates who answer the question about their greatest weakness honestly. Employees who seek negative feedback get better performance reviews. They signal that they want to learn. I don't see this a whole lot, but it makes total sense to me. Um, Most people want to seem strong and as knowledgeable as possible, like the company couldn't survive without them. (laughs) But when someone is open to criticism, it radiates confidence without coming off as a showboat. I strive to maintain what the Buddhists call a beginner's mind, or Shoshin. I haven't always been this way. Uh, There were times that I would get complacent and my ego would tell me that I knew everything. And I had reached, once, this would happen once I reached a level of, you know, proficiency at something. But it always came back to bite me in every situation. Uh, The anecdote to this is maintaining the beginner's mind. When you're new to something, you don't know anything about it. And in order to open your mind and learn, you have to adopt that unique mindset. In that state of mind, you're free from perception of how anything works. Uh, You're free of expectations and you have this curiosity about you to understand things more deeply you're also open to a world of possibilities since you don't yet know what it is that is possible this is another lesson that my daughter has taught me she's always overflowing with questions her imagination just runs wild it's something that I try to emulate because She will ask both simple questions that are obvious and profound questions that I haven't considered. Children are natural at this because they're always beginning at something. But as we get older, it's easy to lose. And it's because we have so much knowledge. Sometimes though, knowledge can be a curse. You know, experience is a great thing. However, knowledge and understanding of how things work can prevent us from seeing clearly of what's in front of us. Cultivating that beginner's mind, it gives you the opportunity to see the world in fresh eyes. And the benefits to this are huge. You've got a deeper gratitude because you're seeing life from a new perspective and you can appreciate things that you might otherwise just take for granted. This is also where I'm the most creative because when you work in a particular field and you see a similar set of problems time after time, habits of thinking just become ingrained. But deliberately experiencing a problem with the mind of a beginner gives you a fresh outlook. There's also greater intuition in this state of mind. You know, when you're familiar with something, it's easy just to go on autopilot. Beginner's mind helps you slow down and see what you're doing in greater clarity. And you can avoid the drawbacks of just going through the motions. And you also just have more fun. Yeah, you know, take life so seriously. 
It just helps you relive the reasons why you started doing things in the first place. So here are some practical ways of developing the beginner's mind. The first one is identify your expectations and then flip them around. You know, ask yourself, what have I assumed to be true about this experience or topic? And can I 100% know that that's true? Another tip is to go slowly. With certain topics, uh, we tend to operate on autopilot. By deliberately slowing it down, we can force ourselves to experience each step of a given activity more deeply. Physically slow down your movements, and then the mind tends to follow. Avoid prejudgment. When you think you know how something will go, resist the temptation to assume. Instead, take the time and wait and see. Can you really know that it will happen that way? This is one of my favorites here. Detach your ego. Detach from your ego's desire to be seen as an expert. I've suffered from this greatly in the past. The ego, it likes to protect itself by knowing things and being right. But being right is rarely the real goal. Focus instead on seeing reality as it is without bias. And get fully present with the experience at hand. We have to open our senses to what we're experiencing as if we've never done it before. And of course, meditation. I think that helps a lot with cultivating that beginner's mind. I mentioned this before on the show, but it's the practice to just observe the rising and passing thoughts without judgments. For me, I know that when I sit down to meditate, I have an expectation of how things should go. This awareness of expectation provides an opportunity to let go. And you just go back to the breath. Remind yourself that every meditation is different. When you do something new, it's impossible not to have the mindset of a beginner. But as time moves along, these attitudes, they just sort of drift off. As knowledge and understanding kind of root themselves in the mind, it's, it's like our focus just narrows down and we don't really see all the peripheral sides going on. And cultivating that beginner's mind is an easy way to reverse this limited tendency. Seeing things fresh uh, from a new perspective to old sights, it just opens up a whole world of intrigue and possibility every day. And the best part about beginner's mind is that it's always accessible. Thank you so much for listening. I really can't say that enough. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And if you like this episode, tell a friend. That helps me out more than anything. As usual, I will post a lot of links in the show notes. Um, Got a new playlist. It's going to be old songs this month. I thought I'd take a break from the new releases and go back to some of the songs that uh, I just love going to be a lot of jazz tunes on there so if you're a jazz lover check it out i'll also post a link to all the articles that i mentioned in this episode you can find me on the social media places under the coffee buzz or my website thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com thanks so much i'll talk to you next week